Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We'll interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software projects inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. I'm so excited. I got my new Mac DevOps t-shirt. Yay! You too could be this excited. Check out our website and click on the button that says buy t-shirt. You too will feel a rush. Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast, episode 21. We made it past 20. Wow. Yay. Thank you to my amazing co-host, JD. Hey, Matt. How's it going? I'm great. 21, we're old enough to drink in the States. Yeah. A couple episodes ago, we would have been able to drink in Alberta, but everything's legal there, right? Today, we are joined by an awesome friend, colleague, pal, comrade, Tundra, Gord Breckenridge. I gave away your secret. Gord, how's it going? It's all right. How about you? (laughs) Thanks for joining us. No problem. So you were uh, lurking in the recent Discord edition of Mac DevOps Online. Yeah, I had it on in the background while I was working from home. <laughs> while you were vacuuming, you're just like casually paying attention. <laughs> you're an experienced Discord user? Not really, no. 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 Discord's, Discord's pretty new to me. Ah. It's cool. I like it. It's pretty neat with all the channels. And once you can get someone in the general channel or something and you can pin a roll to them. <laughs> it's kind of like Slack only like better yeah i think their emphasis on gaming made them focus on like the audio quality and sharing video and Mm -hmm. this whole success of twitch and discord with watching people game and or i don't know it's 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 weird cool exciting Mm -hmm. i mean maybe we should have uh you know people watching the live podcast recording you know maybe that's a a blood sport (laughs) no (laughs) No. if you like sausage you probably don't want to see how it's made so (laughs) and this would be vegan sausage at least for part of it vegan sausage the worst kind you really don't know what's in there it's Mm -hmm. probably just a lot of cashews or maybe gluten jello jello yeah secretly jello vegan food is secretly gelatin (laughs) yes Yikes. We discover all the secrets and start new conspiracy theories here on Mac DevOps. But we uh, are very excited to have Gord join us. Um, we spent a lot of our careers in parallel, and uh, we had lots of cool adventures together. And of course, when I started Mac DevOps, I've, I had to ask you to help and join join us. So I think you even joined us for the in-person conference at least once, at least one yeah, of them. Yeah, I think I was at the first one. I think I was definitely a, a Hail Mary and ask everybody I knew to for help. That's my standard MO. Hmm. You were there. I was there. Manning an audio panel. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was, wasn't I? Yeah. I was, <laughs> and, a mic, and a microphone. I was like handing a microphone out to people. Yeah. I remember We that. didn't really know what we were doing. We knew we needed help, and I called you. <laughs> we met in film school. Neither of us yeah. were film students, but we were working there. Indeed. And that was the start of our IT careers, more or less, sort of, kind of? Pretty much the start of mine. Before that, yeah. I, I never did IT before that. What is your origin story, Gordon? Famous person? What? 
<laughs> you were famous. Do you had your 15 minutes of fame? Did I? Probably not. Oh, I heard a story about. I have one credit. I have one credit on IMDb. Does that make me famous? That's pretty famous. More yeah. famous than me. Aren't you in a system administrator for system like administrator. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't put a lot of things on my IMDb page. I don't need all those <laughs> things listed. <laughs> I, I was very select on my. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we uh, but we have to start at the beginning. You were a famous musician, a touring band. No. Oh. Okay, like, like goth kids everywhere. What's come on? Tell us the origin story, Gord. The origin story. Uh, yeah. Uh, I knew Troy. Oh, Turner. Yes, and he, and he was working. You. He was working at the film school, and he said, "Hey, you want a job?" And I said, "Yeah." And then that's when I came in. You want to pay rent? You're like, this yeah, I want like I, a good deal. Hey, you want to eat? I, I like eating. <laughs> eating is good. Yeah. And then you you had the misfortune of meeting me. me. And yeah, we were working together, and I as a, I guess a lot of people that. Or were brought to the school where, hey, can you help Matt with the Max in the media department? Was it in new media? What was it called? <laughs> it's oh, always yeah. New. I can't remember what it was. I'm like, Gord, uh, he knows PCs, so uh, teach him all the Mac stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's how we started. Yeah. that's. I started using Mac, the first version of, well, I guess it was still PowerPC. It was a Tiger. Tiger was the first. No, Panther. Panther. 10.3. 10.3. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's when Plus I started using it. Yeah, back when you had to chisel the OS onto the hard drive. Yeah, like, don't don't try and get it to join to AD, and that was painful. Or maybe yeah. ten three it started working. It was just that was a the magic triangle uh, phenomenon. Yeah, it was the triangle. Right? Yes. Yeah. Did it start yeah, with ten three? Because ten two was the really yeah we just couldn't get it to work. I think, and then ten three. Yeah. Joel was still working at Apple at that point, <laughs> finessing the magic triangle. It was yeah. You had to have your server. Your server connected to your Active Directory, and then all your Macs connected to your Mac OS server. Yeah, and then sometimes yeah. it would work. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember paying beer money to Mike Bombic for that NetRestore app, and we were using you know uh, NetRestore and booting off the network, and that was just magic. I mean, the only problem was the ten one hundred you know in networking in the in the walls, plus trying to convince the amazingly. Right crazy network admins that we wanted an IP helper just so we could get our DHCP, yeah, yeah. you know, net boot. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what are you talking about? That's not in windows. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, anybody that had Cisco training was an immediate manager, which is some kind of interesting um, determination. But I remember enjoying being the Mac admin because most of the uh, head screaming about malware and viruses and rebuilding PCs was not in my camp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have to rebuild the uh, Avids or whatever PCs again. <laughs> <laughs> I actually still have this from uh, once I once I started working on a Mac. I guess. Oh wow! Oh. The iBook it still G4? works. The iBook yeah, iBook G four works perfectly. Yeah. It's running ten five. <laughs> nice, nice. My my first Mac. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I still have a G four cube that I upgraded to an IDE. Uh, SSD bridge and uh, the post on it takes like 12 seconds and the boot up takes two. Nice. So it, it boots a lot faster once the post is done. It's pretty nice. fantastic. Runs a lot cooler too with no hard drive basically in there. <laughs> well, I may have taught you all the five things I knew about Max back in the day, Gord, but you, you soon eclipsed me. 
you were uh, setting up Radmine after I left, I think. So Yeah, I set that up, and the whole school was automated, and I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> and then what happened? Doom, doom, doom. Then you offered me a job <laughs> at the place where you were working. So that's how I get jobs. It's like people I know just ask me if I want a job, and then I say yes. <laughs> yeah, then I dragged you into VFX, just like I was dragged into before. Right. Like your father before you and my father before him. <laughs> it was yeah. like people wanting jobs or wanting to move on would find their replacement. They'd drag somebody in and then put them in and then <laughs> change. Then run away. Yeah. Then run away. <laughs> Flee. <laughs> uh, no, we worked together for a little while. That was really fun. Yeah, that was fun. Learning all that, learning all that XN stuff that's totally pointless now. (laughs) I'm still using XN. It's not that pointless. Come on. Come on. Apple's not going to pull the rug rug from under us. You know, these (laughs) are Macs that may or may not support Thunderbolt. Actually, they did just come out with a statement saying they will support Thunderbolt and the new ARM Macs, but I guess people have been worried about that. I was kind of wondering if it would be part of the USB 4 spec, if that's how they'd support it or... But we have no idea what these new Apple Silicon Macs will look like. Right now, it looks like a Mac Mini. It looks like, a, yeah, the developer transition kit, yeah. With a complement of ports, USB and USB. And it comes with stickers. Ooh. Ooh. Did you catch the WWDC news, Gordon? Uh, I watched the, I watched the uh, keynote, yeah. You're excited. Yeah, it was, it was all right. You're the one who's always... It's hard to get me excited anymore, so... Yeah. Uh, you built yourself a Hackintosh, so that was a fun project. Tell yeah. us about that. Uh, well, there's not really much to tell about building a Hackintosh. <laughs> you just kind of put it together, and and then you realize that it doesn't work that great, and you end up installing Windows on it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you were always messaging me about uh, the advancements that AMD was making on the CPU side, as well as the NVIDIA cards. You know, um, so there's quite powerful elements there when you can build your own. Yeah, except you can't run NVIDIA on them on them anymore, right? Because macOS doesn't have drivers for it, so... So that killed that. And yeah. then Apple killed the whole Hackintosh thing with AMD, or their ARM. <laughs> yeah, so Hackintosh will probably be dead in a couple of years, right? <laughs> but ARM is so fast, apparently. Apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so after film school, you uh, transitioned to VFX, and then yep. XN, and got to play with Xserves and all the VFX stuff. Actually, yeah, that was fun times because when you have like a giant budget like that, you can just play with all the fanciest things. That was fun. Large data volumes, large backups. <laughs> all, all the Mac Pros. All the Mac Pros, yeah. <laughs> we need more Mac Pros. Yeah, those were fun times. Yeah, I mean, we had the uh, PowerPC G- G4s, G5s, you know, those the quad G5s. And then, of course, the Intel Mac Pros. Yeah. At Anthem? Anthem was all Intel. When you were there? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the, this, when we had the Quad G5s, they would crash a lot. But as soon as you put them on and we imaged them, they were like rendering on the farm and they were like insanely fast. And right. I just remember not being impressed with the first Intel Max because they had that 32-bit thing. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty silly. Pretty silly, yeah. Intel like Core Solo before the Core Duos. <laughs> so where are you in your career now? I'm at another... Uh... Art school, I guess I would call it. Just doing the same thing I did before, just taking care of all the Macs. So, 
Yeah. You've been uh, learning lots of new things with the cloud in AWS. Oh, we use a little bit of AWS there, and we're a Google domain, so I've pretty much become a Google domain admin, which is most of my job now is just that, because the school has this policy of one-to-one max where the school doesn't get the max for the students. The students have to bring their own, so I don't even get to touch those ones. So managing max means managing the infrastructure, which is now cloud panel. Yeah, in panel. <laughs> yeah. Google Docs. Uh, the Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's pretty much all I do now. And then trying to transition anything on site, like existing aging servers. What's the oldest Mac you have on site? Ah, uh, the oldest Mac we have on site would be a uh, 2010 Mac Pro running Mavericks. Wow. That also runs. It's running our. It's running our whole student portal system because yeah, because why not? <laughs> yeah. That's led to a, a nice adventure where you're trying to figure out all the AWS goodies and transition from on-site database to AWS. That's yeah. We were we were going to do that, but we've they've decided to like instead of carrying on with this. It was it's like a custom-built piece of software that the previous a previous uh, manager like wrote himself. And instead of trying to support that, we're going to just go with an off-the-shelf like yeah student information system that's like all you know. Yeah, that anyone can run. <laughs> yes, the custom bespoke software. I ran into that issue so many times in visual effects. I helped all these little and small and large studios, and they all wrote their own pipeline tools. Yeah. You know, whether it was everything from FileMaker Pro or Apple Scripts to Python code, which nobody else that even wrote Python would recognize when they looked at, you know. Yeah. So it's <laughs> people who are just writing everything custom, even their own rendering software, things. And you, you could buy so many different render queue managers. Oh, no, we're going to write our own. No, no problem. Yeah, yeah it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah we're going to write our own system and not put any comments in anything. So you have no <laughs> idea Have no idea what does what. <laughs> and then when people leave in you know, uh, a huff or just are replaced or move on, then someone else tries to read their code. And it's like, fix this code or just replace it all entirely. Yeah. And it's even more fun when the code is using like code a code language from the 90s that no one actually uses anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like, uh, you know, Python 2.7 is deprecated and we all have to move on to Python 3 and then Apple doesn't even ship with Python 3 anymore, so. Yeah, I wonder if like eventually you're not even gonna be able to run Python on Mac anymore. <laughs> I think if you bring your own, you can run it. I, th I saw that yeah. uh, the one person that seems to maintain Pi Objective-C updated it for Big Sur. Okay. Mac OS BS. And um, so now Monkey has updated their uh, relocatable Python to include this new version of Pi Objective C. And yeah, I'm no Python expert, but apparently yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's got an Objective C bridge so you can call some frameworks directly and other good things. So that, that goes over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I follow at a distance what's happening, but. Yeah. I just make sure to ship that monkey Python with the monkey packages, and so all the Macs get managed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you been working on any fun projects lately? No, just t teaching myself more AWS, and that's since since the lockdown thing. I've pretty much just been uh, doing that and never leaving and never leaving my house. <laughs> never leaving your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've been practicing your whole life, Gord. You're I ready am. for this. You can I do was this. ready for this. It's like finally. My lifestyle is valid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After three months of lockdown, my kids who were 
dying to go out or just decided that they're happy to stay indoors for the rest of their lives and they will never leave. <laughs> as long as you got video games, right? Yeah. <laughs> got to have multiple video consoles. I mean, they're doing online school. I mean, even like optional elective university classes. You can just learn whatever you want. And then there's the dark holes of Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you know, they don't use the mind-numbing Facebook or Twitter for old people, but they have so many other places to get lost in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're definitely busy imitating their parents who are always busy staring at their phones too. You're describing some kind of weird dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> we are raising our children to be like imperfect copies of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a weird science experiment in the midst of a, the world's weirdest pandemic slash science experiment. Yeah. Have, have you had to leave your house lately? Have I? Uh, no. <laughs> I haven't had to. I'm lucky that I can work from home, so I don't have to go. I don't actually have to go in into the school. What uh, What have you been looking at with AWS? What's What are you tackling? Or? Oh, I'm just doing a bunch of online courses, you know, the stuff you do when you have nothing else to do. There's a bunch of um, AWS certification courses. Yeah, I'm thinking I might try some of those. But, you know, I'm just doing like the Stack Skills and Udemy and, all, you know, all those kind of sites that just for $10, you can take all these lectures and blah, blah, blah. Teach yourself, try and improve myself, you know. Yeah. You can be a better version of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. I've been uh, working on this monkey report module. It seems like that's going to be on my tombstone right now because I've been talking <laughs> about it for so long. <laughs> a friend Christian's been helping me write some with uh, Python because he's wanting to, to to work on his Python stuff. And so we've been working on some modules for ArcAware P5 with uh, Python and finally got so far, finally submitted them. And then they're like, ah, the integer field should be a big integer field. And this, and it's like, Monkey Report has got a lot of PHP as well, so it's you, know, you try to ignore it, but occasionally it comes back and you have to deal with it at some point. You're like, ah, PHP. It's also that underlying MySQL that you're fighting. Well, yeah, I mean, you can use SQLite, which is nice by default. Either, either, you, you either database, can. sure. Yeah, I know, and I've been testing in production, so I, uh, I, I put a okay. blog post up for the first time in a long time because I was... I was finally clobbering my own database so many times that I finally had to write a blog post so I I could look at it and go, okay, so you've tested in production and you've screwed up your database. Here's how to go in with SQLite and then drop that table. Because <laughs> I was like, what did I do? It's broken. I'm like, ah, yes, okay. Here's how you can go in and kick, drop kick the table. <laughs> it's like, ah, SQL, yeah. That's why... OSQuery is not on my list of cool things because, you know, these SQL commands are just so bizarre. <laughs> they make more sense to you, uh, Gordon? I've done a bit of SQL, yeah. Hopefully I won't be doing it anymore. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 2020 to you, comrade. Yeah. May there be some SQL in your future. <laughs> the future is tables. Does <laughs> something like PHP MySQL admin work with a SQLite database? or? Um, you know, you give me some like post-traumatic flashback disorder sort of like, <laughs> wow. Back in the days when I was a webmaster, webmaster. we were all yes. webmasters and back in the day, that's what we were all were. But I've been using this one app called DB browser. I oh, okay. believe it's the one uh, for DB browser for SQLite. Yeah. Um, it's nice because you can go in with a graphic, uh, you know, a GUI 
and it'll show you the commands you could type if you were going to go in, and that helps you discover the commands. So I found that very helpful. Helps you write a script, basically, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. So I hacked together a, a module for Monkey Report, which I will not publish anywhere, but I'm using, which is only SQL-like commands, because for ArcAware, there's there's some things in their API and their command line they, they don't expose, but you, you know, someone like me wants to find out so basically, I wrote this whole module with all these SQL commands I found from DB Browser. And so basically, the module just goes in and whoosh, jumps in and executes all these SQL commands and goes, give me the data. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And also, I'm trying to figure out their API. But yeah, it's on my list. Figure out REST API and how to talk to it. <laughs> you know, we seem to be busier than ever these days, but there seems never to be enough time. Gord, what sort of uh, things are you looking to do with AWS? Oh, I don't know. How does that affect your job or, or relate to, to what you're trying to get done? What are you trying to get done, I guess, is what I'm asking. I'm just trying to kill time. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I've got everything, like, there's nothing for me to do. So I sit around doing nothing. So like, <laughs> everything's well, automated. Yeah. So you might what, as well learn something, right? So, so with everything automated, what, what does your stack look like? At the, at the place I'm working right now, it's... Yep. Um, it's monkey. That's all, all I monkey. have. It's just monkey. We don't have very many like computers in the building because since every student has their own laptop, there's just a couple like a a computer in a classroom for an instructor to use, kind of thing. Okay. So and since we're a, we use a lot of audio software, it's we don't update things as soon as things comes out because that generally breaks everything, especially with good old Avid Pro Tools. You kind of like stick on a version that works for as long as you can before you have to update. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you uh, using MDM as well, or just Monkey for now? Just Monkey. There's all the all the computers are just in the building, so no point in getting too complicated when you don't have to. Yeah, so. I think we just have to use MDM for more and more things. But I think white list, white li white listing kex. I can't say that word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like since we're using Avid, we we, have, we haven't updated anything past uh, C. 10.10.12, yeah, I think we're still on 10.12 on everything wow. because there's like Pro Tools just doesn't, like Pro Tools won't even work on Catalina probably. So there's no, you, you can't even update to Catalina if you want to have a working recording studio. So Gord's <laughs> not worried about the new Apple Silicon oh, at no. all. No, we won't, be, we, won't be getting, we won't be getting any Macs for at least four years, right? Until Pro Tools works on them, so... <laughs> Are you still uh, recording or doing anything with audio stuff at home? Yep, all the time. Still doing that. You still yeah. recording your band or just random stuff or what? Well, due to the current situation, we haven't really gotten together. So, <laughs> yeah, not not lately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, bands have started going online and trying to do like either Twitch or Instagram Live or yeah, I mean, Zoom. I've, we've thought about doing that, but I'm I'm kind of the only person in our band who's tech savvy, so it's not. Can't, can't really, you know, set that up for them and have it work properly. Yeah, I think some of the issues that people were having is, I guess there's not an easy way to do like MIDI over the internet or to have some kind of synchronous like timing. I guess it's a timing issue or... Although, well, you can't really do it over the internet. There'll always be latency, right? So in, unless you can get below 10 millisecond latency between all the people, then there's no, you can't, you can't play live with each other. I feel like this needs to be solved because uh, it seems like uh, venues and touring have been canceled. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of venues are going to start doing uh, live streams where the band will be in the venue 
and then they'll just film it and stream it to people, and people can buy tickets online for the the link or whatever. I think some places are already doing that. Some of the bands I follow um, have started Patreon, so I've helped yeah. at a at a, one of my favorite bands in Montreal, <laughs> the Operators. They're a good band, but uh, yeah, everybody's trying to figure out what to do in this world, right? If you were making your money off touring, yeah, you're not making money off that anymore. No. Hopefully you can make money off of uh, doing like a mystery science theater commentary on movies or uh, live streams. <laughs> <laughs> the podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. That's we're raking in the dough. <laughs> our, uh, our 10, 10 subscribers have really chipped in. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been super fun to interview people and talk to people and catch up. Cause I think we're all stuck at home or far away from each other. We are uh, seeking our friends. Mm-hmm. We have to um, start our own remote, virtual, visual effects, IT school. <laughs> what would be your ultimate job, Gord? My ultimate job? Yeah. What uh, would you want to do? Nothing. <laughs> Is this a vote for the guaranteed income? <laughs> That's your ultimate job. Okay. Oh, no. I mean, I like, what I, I like doing what I do now. It's just, it's just, it's just so weird right now. That's all. Yeah, I think that rings true for a, a lot of us. So, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've been quote unquote working from home, I, uh, or, or working from my own office and remotely from most of the other teams that I deal with. That uh, this is no different. But for a lot of people, like yourself, have free time on your hands, and I'm highly jealous of that because I don't. <laughs> I'm still busy as as I was pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I wish I was, I had more things to do, but rather, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let me t- tell you about this thing called Monkey Report and modules. <laughs> Take up about 40 more hours. I was thinking about setting that up maybe as, yes. as an AWS experiment, doing like Monkey on an S3. I think people have been Monkey trying Report. to do it. Lambda Monkey. or like serverless, maybe, or yeah. but I'm sure there's easier ways to set it up. Just well, you but, know, like you just set up a little EC2 for your monkey report and an S3 bucket for your repo. I do it. That's how I do it with the place I work now. Is just everything's in a everything's in a protected S3 bucket, right? So, are yeah. you running monkey from that or no? No, no, monkeys. Well, monkeys running on all the computers. They're just pointing to the S3 bucket. Okay. Remember, monkey is just a web server, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just like not not even a web server if you're just hosting it on a. Bucket that's protected by a key, right? But are you um, are you using CloudFront or something in front of your S3 bucket, or yeah? Are you using the Terraform script that uh, Graham Gilbert was offering up, or another way? No, I think the one I used was uh, Wade's. Had one. Oh, Wade's. Yeah, yeah. The middleware. Yeah, yeah. Works fine. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's time to start monkeying with Monkey Report in the cloud, and then let us all know how that goes, because I want to set it up too. <laughs> Let us all know how, like, my five Mac Pros check into it once a month. You <laughs> figured out for five Mac Pros. Matt trying to recruit people to write modules for, for Matt is what Matt's doing here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if anybody can get it done in less than two weeks' time, they're faster than they're that. Fi- they're higher, they're yeah. more hired. 
<laughs> well, now that Arian's made that make module script in uh, Monkey Report, it takes like literally two minutes to make a, a module, but the problem always remains. It takes two weeks to perfect it. Yeah, you got to perfect <laughs> it, and you're like, okay, what's actionable data? What's data that makes sense? And then how do I arrange it? And there was a recent argument about, oh, you have too many widgets with your module. I'm like, okay. And this module should not be a table, it should be a button. I'm like, uh. But yeah, trying to find the information, like, you find your SQL hack or your script or Python or command, shell command, whatever it is. But then you have to go, what information is actually important to me? But right. they are working on a new uh, huge rewrite of Monkey Report that will have a bunch of new features like daily report, email, SSO. Like They're updating a lot of the frameworks. I think it's to Laravel, another PHP thing I don't understand. But yeah, there's mm -hmm. going to be some new features. So I look forward mm -hmm relearning everything again again <laughs> again <laughs> yeah it's like there's so many there's so many of those cool tools out there that i could that would be cool to use and then i look at my current system and i'm like is there any need to it's like when i can just walk over to the mac that's in the other room and look at it <laughs> i mean i think i have more macs at home than i have some some of my clients but still yeah. it's kind of fun to run monkey and monkey report and yeah some, you know, reporting. You say that, and I constantly ARD into machines that are literally sitting next to me on the table because I just don't want to move over to that keyboard. I, that's what I'm doing now is I'm using uh, an iPad, and I use the Screens app to, like, just go into my Mac Mini that's in, sitting in a desk with no monitor attached to it anymore. Right. <laughs> so how are you with the iPad OS and iPad platform, Gordon? Is this the ultimate computer now? I'm still deciding. We'll see. Well, when iOS 14 comes out and I get a chance to try it with that new keyboard, we'll see if I, I'm considering switching and not getting another MacBook. So, because if I can just remote into a Mac, then what do I need a Mac for? Yeah, I mean, I love my iPhone. I love iOS, but sometimes, and there's probably several examples, but sometimes you're trying to do something and then you want to do something else. Well, things running in the background is an issue. An issue. Yeah, that's one thing I, I need to fix. Like I can't have... I can't have a bunch of terminals open and then step away from the iPad for like two minutes and I come back and they're all disconnected because the iPad OS has decided, oh, he doesn't need these anymore. I'll quit it all. <laughs> and yeah, you get a file system, you get files, you get, you know, buckets to throw things yeah. into, but still <laughs> it's it's kind of not all there yet. No, but I mean, if you just use it as a dumb terminal to remote into a headless Mac, then... Yeah. Problem solved, right? Problem solved. Yeah, I uh, I downloaded the the BS, the Mac BS beta. <laughs> it's very lickable, but uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what Apple comes out with with their new hardware with Apple Silicon. I mean, it'll be interesting as long as it works, right? As long as it works. Well, yeah, it's it's the years when they say we've only just refined everything, but then they've changed everything underneath, like the DNS, you know, responder, and and then everything breaks. I mean, you'll be curious. I'd be curious to see what the uh, kind of like the boutique pro market looks like two years down the line. If they even bother trying to make their apps work and on ARM, if it's like even worth it for them for such a small, you know, small market share. When yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, there's certain segments seem to have ignored the Mac. Like I was looking at some remote Mac. Um, you know, solutions like, you know, there's the hardware solution. I think they have software now too, Teradici, which is from the Vancouver area, Burnaby. Uh, mm -hmm. They're big in visual effects for remote, you know, installations of, of hardware. They're just not on Mac OS at all. 
And then I found another software solution, Parsec Gaming, but their server component only works on Windows or Linux. So yeah, isn't that a light? Isn't that a licensing issue with macOS though, where you're not allowed to like virtualize it, it or something like that? But yeah. anyways. It just seems like, yeah, they're they're kicking themselves out of certain segments. And I mean, my clients use Final Cut and, and they love Final Cut. It's just gotten better over the years and they haven't paid in the last 10, 11 years for it. It's been yeah. amazing. Still as using as XN, that, that's free. It's like, yeah, as, long as, that, as long as that like workflow and pipeline keeps working for them, there's, it's awesome. Yeah, but then, I mean. But what if but, you're like an Autodesk, what if you're an Autodesk and like foundry based like business yeah. and you're like, well, are you going to get decent Autodesk support on an ARM Mac or Nuke, yeah. right? Or you want to so, use Resolve? Or, yeah, I mean, what? You, know, you start those using all work, Yeah, those all work better in Linux anyways. So it's like, at that point, why Remember the days when we used to work in Mac visual yeah. effects studios? Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. Kids you today, think, they just wouldn't no. believe you. You think Autodesk would, would step away from the platform with all the 3D work that they're doing for gaming and 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 work that way? I mean, that, it seems like Apple's big push here is definitely into, into more of the, the gaming 3D uh, AR, AI type stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess I suppose. But I'm thinking more of like the high-end visual effects. Yeah. I mean, they've all moved to Windows or Linux. I mean, yeah, like they are. Yeah. There's no more. There's no more Mac VFX houses. No matter what one person I know thinks is gonna, this <laughs> will happen. I mean, it used to be even when the switch away from a lot of Mac from all Mac, it was like Mac Linux because at least they were, Mac OS was Unix and could use the same you know same tools. pipeline tools, same Python, yeah. same render managers. And then you wanted you you wanted Mac Mac OS or Windows in front because you wanted your Photoshop or your Adobe apps or something. And then so. yeah. Pick yeah. your poison. Deal with Apple and Mac OS or Windows and Windows. But I'd be curious. To see yeah, I mean, it happens. seems like they've kept themselves alive by people wanting to write iOS games. So they have these Macs running virtualization schemes mm -hmm. and Mac OS hosting just so they can run different Xcode and build different versions of their X, you know, their iOS games. So is 3D going to be alive enough to support iOS gaming? or Apple TV gaming or something or, but, and is it, is it going to, is it going to become more like a, you got to sell your app on our store and we take 30% of the cut. How's, how's that going to work if you have a subscription based app <laughs> already? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Apple's a services company now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> on an app distribution platform. Yeah, that's yeah, totally. Well, I mean, one of our previous sponsors of Mac DevOps was BuddyBuild, and Apple bought them because they'd come up with a really interesting solution for virtualizing Mac OS so they could, you know, deploy different versions of Xcode and test your iOS games. And they had a really interesting system. So, hmm. I mean, I don't know if that became TestFlight or it's totally independent of TestFlight or if it was for their own internal tools. I mean, they bought FleetSmith recently, so... It's either they're going to use that for their Apple stores or internal, or they're just absorbing the talent like osmosis or something. I don't know. <laughs> Apple buys companies all the time and does not comment on why. <laughs> well, they started buying up silicon companies, right, five, six years ago, and yeah. here we are. So, like they, well, they, yeah, like, like that. Uh, they have imag imagination. Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah. The GPU company. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll have some new GPU as well. 
I mean, coming from visual effects and maybe some of the, you know, the workflows in the media world, it just seems hard to believe that internal GPUs, especially with the examples we've had from Intel, could ever be good enough. So yeah. we're, we're probably both very skeptical, me and you, Gord, about this. Yeah, totally. I mean, are going to support external GPUs? I mean, it seems like they said that they're going to support Thunderbolt with the ARM with their Apple Silicon, and that was always a question whether they would or not. So maybe that means external GPUs through Thunderbolt as they do now, which yeah. is awesome. So, so possible AMD CPU. GPUs will yeah. be probably fine in the future, right? But I mean, it seems like AMD CPUs are getting, you're always texting me cool examples of how AMD CPUs are like wiping Intel off the map, but we don't hear the same thing about the AMD uh, GPUs. No. And it seems like most of Amazon in the uh, server rooms of the world are still running Intel, though I guess there's a, a bit of ARM going in there too, so. I, th I thought I read somewhere that there was a lot of uh, those AMD Threadripper chips going in places like that because they have so many cores on them i don't know over my head <laughs> yeah well i mean if if companies like teradici and other companies where they can virtualize and just push pixels easily then people can be doing their heavy workloads in the cloud perhaps as long as they got some cpus and gpus somewhere yeah yeah i don't know very much about that kind of stuff never had to, the opportunity to play with it yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen it a couple examples in visual effects companies, but I know it's in all industries where they have to do some heavy GPU or CPU rendering. And whether it's in a server room in your building or server room somewhere else, and you just need to have a decent internet connection. But mm -hmm. that's one thing I don't miss is a giant server room full of uh, render, render nodes. That was. <laughs> you don't miss that? I, don't I, don't miss that. I don't miss that at all. <laughs> <laughs> the stack of Xserves and other Mac Pro stuffed mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, but we had we had like fifty or sixty of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Noisy, you get cold. You just stand in the back of the stack. Yeah, right. yeah. We had water cooling for a little while, but yeah, cooling was always an issue. Yeah, I remember yeah, once there was a power outage. Were you there when they? Oh no, that was before me. But you told me about it, where they had to bring the generator in and like pipe, bring the cables in through the second story window and. So yeah, they power the server room, they power the computers, yeah. but not the AC because they didn't have enough power for that. So everybody's sitting in the dark, sweating over computers. <laughs> it was not pretty. Not pretty. <laughs> Who needs AC? Yeah, what? Don't mind that smell. The smell of success. <laughs> yes, visual effects. Yes, um, we spent our time. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I don't think I would do that again. I don't think I would live in that in that in that like industry again. It's just too stressful. It was very stressful <laughs> working. We worked some long hours. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, with kids, I've tried those, to like, uh, those, schedule work for that. <laughs> those made up deadlines. That you had, you, yeah. So really, One so episode really a week. These are quality episodes. <laughs> yeah. Total quality. Yeah. That's where I got my start with uh, large tape libraries to back up those large sands and playing with ridiculously weird rsync scripts. And Oh yeah. I remember some of those things. Those are those were monsters. <laughs> yeah. I remember once when everything was automated and I was really bored, I was playing with these really weird fine scripts, the script that would run a fine command and then tar up all the shake, you know, oh, yeah. shake I remember that one. Good old shake. Yeah. The shake scripts speaking are of, Speaking of companies that Apple buys up. Oh, and then <laughs> we're going to go into uh, visual effects, compositing. And then it was Final Cut. <laughs> <laughs> that canceled. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if you can blame people for being a little shell shocked sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> XN is still alive for now. I yep. haven't seen it on Apple Silicon yet, but no one has. So. Well, if Thunderbolt's going to work, then you'll be able to plug a fiber channel in, right? Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Don't panic. Don't panic. How do we so, find you on the uh, internet? Well, I guess if you wanted to find me, I'm, I'm, I'm on the uh, Mac DevOps uh, Discord now. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll be sure to find you there. It's a, it's a museum. I uh, hang out on the Mac admin Slack. I'm around, but I don't yes. have any. I don't have any social media. I don't really believe in that stuff. Well, we'll look for you on the Slacks. Excellent. Well, it's been a, a great privilege to know you, Gord. I may have taught you one or two things 10 million years ago, but you learned oh. so many cool, awesome things over the years. And it was definitely fun to watch you figure out Radmine and then see Apple blow it away with an Apple update. And then oh, you yeah. figured out XN and all the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Only to have it swept aside by some job change. And It was like the perfect system. It was yeah. perfect. It did now, everything. It even yeah. even did per machine licensing for all for everything. He like remembered it. It was great. I mean, oh. it was it was rad. It was rad. Mind <laughs> ah, the good old days of rad mind. But now we have monkey, and apparently we've made it work again. It was it was sort of not working with this whole Python weirdness, but ah, I like monkey. It lives for another year. Monkey's great. Monkey is awesome, yes. Thank you to everybody in the community that helps us out and answers our silly questions, at least mine. <laughs> we pay tribute to you. And stay tuned next week. We promise, for reals this time, DevOps for Dummies, the book club. And if you were looking on our website for that buy t-shirt button, I promise this week it will be up there. <laughs> and stay tuned until next week. Thank you all. Thanks, JD. Yep. Thanks, Cord. Thank you. Thank you to our Mac DevOps YVR 2020 sponsors. Our sponsors for Mac DevOps YVR, the conference 2020. Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. Thank you so much for helping us out. Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor. Simple MDM, our silver sponsor. And Adigy, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests and co-hosts. Mac DevOps podcast is a brainchild of Matt X and Chris Johnson. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. You can just choose Dev Null. All complaints will be addressed in the order where we receive them.